What's poppin'? Welcome to your health class, the show about helping you lose fat, ditch your comfort zone, and then we're going to change our generation. I'm Trevor, health and nutrition coach, and today we're diving into three different articles. As usual, this is your weekly tea. So the first one, we're going to be talking about eggs versus vegan eggs. The next one, we're going to be talking about processed versus unprocessed food. Wow, this is like a head-to-head kind of week. And then the last one, what's in your water? You're going to say, what's in your wallet? (laughs) No, what's in your wallet? Capital One. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Back on topic. Courtney's here with me. Thank you for being here. You're so welcome. But before we get into that, cue that intro. I took my turmeric shot this morning, so I'm feeling pretty swell. Yeah. I've been focused on my health. Yeah. I've been tossing hundred dollar bills down with some wells. Limos in the windows, baby. I can't kiss and tell. Massive in my head, but it's not negative. Spewing on your tray. Please keep your sentiments, cause I don't need the energy you're giving off my sentiments. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm excited for you to be here. And I heard, as always, I really enjoy doing these ones because. I come across these articles and I just want to talk about them and tell everybody about them because some of them are just like, holy crap. Like, There's one article. I was like, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) So let's dive into these. But oh, wait, there's a there's a feed to the show. If you like it, if you learn something, if something makes you go, holy crap, share it with just one person. That's how the show keeps growing. It's about change your generation. Let's get outside of our comfort zones. Let's share it with one person. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Okay, let's go. First article. Eggs improve plasma biomarkers in patients with metabolic syndrome following a plant-based diet, a randomized crossover study. Yeah, so, okay, I'll, I'll be honest. The first time I read this, I almost glanced over the fact that this talked about plant-based diet as a whole. So it's plant-based with eggs and plant-based without, but I think that actually kind of makes it a more... It's a better study because it keeps more of the factors the same. I just, I read a lot of articles. <laughs> I missed that part. But basically what they're doing is they're going in and they're comparing a plant-based diet. And then for breakfast, they're having 70 grams of spinach with two eggs or 70 grams of spinach with an egg substitute. So in this, they're using Egg Beater's Original. But I mean, this could be just egg or any of those other vegan Mm -hmm. (laughs) egg options that you see out there. They did this every day for four weeks, and what they found was surprising compared to the current vegan agenda, at least. (laughs) I was going to say it's not surprising, but compared to the vegan agenda, yes. But Oh, yeah. See, I wasn't surprised by it, but it's like what they found was egg compared to the egg substitute group. People that just had eggs had higher HDL cholesterol, which would be considered the quote unquote good cholesterol, but that's a that's a whole conversation we're not getting into right now. <laughs> higher choline levels, lower body weight, and then they didn't see any change in their, their LDL cholesterol, triglycerides, glucose, glucose, <laughs> insulin, and blood pressure. So all those factors that used to be don't eat eggs because it's going to mess up your cholesterol. Don't eat eggs because you're going to get blood pressure issues. All those things, they did not change. But the good markers of health, they improved. It's crazy. Interesting. It's almost like 
when you see an ingredient label with one thing on it, egg. Egg. <laughs> Contains egg. They contain egg. <laughs> and then the other one is a whole big long list of ingredients that has just about everything in the kitchen sink in it. Yeah, like beans, soybean oil, et cetera, et cetera. But basically what this says to me is that the, the egg yolk, there's stuff in there that is benefiting your health. 100%. I mean, most people, I don't want to say most, but a lot of athletes, weightlifters will do just the egg white just because of the protein content. But the egg yolk is very valuable. Yeah. It's just, it hurts me when I see people throwing them out. Like you can have the egg and you see studies like this and you can see, oh, they're not going to be negatively affecting you like the other studies or like we used to think. So there's not really studies showing that. <laughs> like you could see, um, sometimes they'll have like the nutrition labels for eggs and they'll say, oh, one egg is 53% of your daily value of cholesterol. And mm-hmm. people see that and like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, one note I find crazy is that a couple of years ago, I think it was 2017, the U.S. guidelines actually removed cholesterol as a risk factor. Oh, interesting. I didn't hear that. Yet. It still is not a uh, hasn't seemed to be caught up at a lot of the circles out there. Yeah. People still talk about cholesterol like it's something evil that it's hurting you or something like that. Whereas what we've seen is that the cholesterol that you're eating is not directly converting into more blood cholesterol. It's a more complicated process than that. Oh, way more. There's a lot more to this whole thing than just, oh, I eat cholesterol and it's in my blood. It's just like people, you know, the low fat diet craze. They thought, Oh, high fat diets equal high fat in my body because I thought the fat, you know, was like yeah. equally transferable. It's not. <laughs> Your body's a little bit more complicated than that. <laughs> wow, crazy. But yeah, so it's just I think studies like this are cool just to show like, hey, eggs, they're not evil. They have health benefits to them. Like just adding that in, like the same calories, the same everything. They had better HDL. They have better choline levels, their body weight lowered, and then everything else, all the other markers, they stayed the same. And I think this topic goes directly along with the topic that we have coming on next, which is another study. All right, this is going to be another study. This one's ultra-processed diets cause excess calorie intake and weight gain. An inpatient, randomized, controlled trial of ad libitum food intake. Again, with these titles. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. Yeah. A lot of information unpacked there. But basically, what they're talking about and what happens in the study is they took 20 people and they did did this two times. So over the course of a couple of weeks, they gave these 20 people a diet of ultra-processed food and then made note of how their bodies change. And they gave them a diet of unprocessed food. And noted how their bodies change, which is cool because not many trials you get that are randomly controlled like this. So you can have, we can see the direct effect on two different people mm-hmm. or the, the same person doing two different things. Mm-hmm. And it's also important to note that they could eat as much as they want, but the food was matched for energy, macronutrients, sugar, fat, and fiber. So the two weeks they're on this diet, they had access to all the same like macronutrients on paper, but what they ended up finding is the processed food group 
was eating 500 calories more per day. The processed food group was eating 500 (laughs) calories more per day than just during the unprocessed diet. Whereas what they saw was because of this extra 500 calories was increased body mass and increased fat mass. Whereas on the other side, when they had the unprocessed diet, they lost body mass and they lost fat mass. This is basically like an expansion of that one super popular study. I couldn't tell you the title of it because it's probably one of those mumbo jumbo (laughs) ones. But it compared a whole food sandwich versus a processed food sandwich. That's like the classic comparison of processed versus unprocessed food. And you're seeing like the unprocessed sandwich is not completely unprocessed, but it's way less so. It was like artificial cheese. uh, White bread. White bread. I think it was a really processed meat, probably like spam or something like that. Yeah. And on the other side, it was a whole grain bread with just real cheese. And then, oh, it was lunch meat versus like sliced up real meat. Yeah. And it's crazy that, you know, processed foods are already, like the name applies, processed to a degree. So it requires less energy by your body to then process fully versus mm-hmm. a whole food is unprocessed it requires more energy to process yeah process even a word (laughs) so many times well what they ended up finding was this is for multiple reasons they ended up gaining that weight is because on that processed food diet they were eating faster think about it less chewing you think about white bread just versus Versus a whole grain bread, you got to chew it more. Like the white bread almost dissolves in your yeah. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that wonder bread. Yeah. And then it had less appetite suppression. So like satiety hormones were not being triggered the same. Like the people, when they were eating the the unprocessed diet, they had more sati- of greater release of the satiety hormones. So it took them less food to actually just feel full in their body to get that signal, which is partially due to how fast they were able to eat the other food. <laughs> yeah. When you eat too fast for your body to catch up, that's how you overeat. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of it is they're eating more total calories to just reach the similar food mass and the similar protein intake. Mm-hmm. So protein and the actual like volume of food in your stomach, those are going to be two things that are going to help you feel full and satiated. So if you have to eat more food, actually more calories coming in to hit that same feeling or the same protein intake, it's going to make it a lot easier to gain weight. <laughs> well, yeah, and here's the uh, the concept I like to tell people all the time is that your body, it's not just that your body wants food, it wants nutrients. So when you're eating and eating and eating, but you're not providing it with nutrients, your body still thinks it's hungry, still thinks it's starving because it's yeah. not getting nutrients. So it tells you, Okay, uh, eat more, eat more, eat more. And then thus you eat more. One of my favorite quotes is from Sean Stevenson. Chronic nutrient deficiency leads to chronic overeating. Word, brother. <laughs> well, it also kind of reminds me, like, the next part of this is because it's not just about calories and gaining fat and gaining uh, body mass. Like, that's not all this is telling me. But it makes me think of something you talk about quite a bit when you're going through your medical assistant school Mm -hmm. and the fact that we don't know everything yet. Mm -hmm. And your teacher, you had a good teacher there that told you, we don't know everything yet. 
half this information is probably wrong, but we don't know what's wrong yet. Yeah, exact words were half of the information that we know is wrong. We just don't know what yet. Exactly. So this is not the full story here. Like there's so much that we are going to learn with time. And from what I've seen in some other studies is that there's more going on in your food than just the calories than just the micronutrients, Mm -hmm. all the little interactions that real food has in your body Mm -hmm. that this ultra processed food does not have. It's like, if you have food that's living, think of how that's interacting with your body, your microbiome, your genes, how they're being affected. There's so many things down the line that we just don't have any idea of yet, or we're just breaking the, the very surface of it. Especially with like gut health, because I mean, one of the things related to processed foods is you, once you eat, you know, like you have a regular diet of processed food, you develop a certain microbiome yeah. based off of that. And then some of those bacteria in the microbiome live and feed off of that. So they tell your body, hey, let's eat more of that so that I can survive. So these bacteria are telling you, eat more of this processed junk, eat more sugar. Oh yeah, like the what what really stood out to me and to break this down another level is understand that our bodies didn't always have access to this processed food. So we couldn't get food to the state it is when it goes into our body. So what this means, take wheat for instance, white bread, doesn't have a whole lot of fiber. The actual cell walls are not very strong. Mm-hmm. So normally if you were to be having this food, it's getting down into your gut and then it's starting to break down. Like it's being slowly broken down with your, your acids in your mouth and then in your stomach acid and then slowly getting broken down the farther it goes down. But the problem we're running into is literally the cell walls are being broken down mm-hmm. in your mouth yeah, or in the very beginning of your digestion. What does this mean? Calories are being released or they're not supposed to be released. So, or feeding gut bacteria at the wrong sides. So this is why we see things like SIBO. Small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. As you're feeding bacteria, bacteria really isn't getting fed too much in the past. Yeah. And there's a lot more nuance to this, but that was just like one example that really stuck out to me when I started learning a little bit more about SIBO. You know? SIBO is crazy. I, I mean, me being the, you know, further specializing into gut health, there's so much that the average person just doesn't know about our gut. Guarantee you, you ask 20 people, do you know what SIBO is? They're like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what that is. No one is, people are not well informed about this kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's huge because it's not just about the immediate health concerns that you have with gaining the extra weight from this processed food. It's all the extra things that you're going to create complications down the line. So all these different switches, just understand like this study, it's only telling part of the story, but if you were to repeat the study and go over the course of years, you're going to see a whole lot of more uh, information come out of it. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure in 20 years from now, we're going to look at back on things we're doing now and be like, you guys are stupid. Yeah. Why were you doing that? Yeah. But let's just try and keep ourselves out of the lab rat position as much as possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is my goal with health. <laughs> yeah. And that actually ties perfectly into oh, yeah. the next article. Good job. That was perfect. This one is titled 
EPA warns that many forever chemicals found on household items and in drinking water are more dangerous than previously believed, causing fertility, liver, and kidney problems, and more. This is a topic I've actually spoken a decent amount about on my TikTok, Mm -hmm. because it's a bigger problem than people think. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, the thing that like really stood out to me in this article is, here, let me read this quote. As per the new guidance, the EPA no longer recommends drinking water with more than 0.004 parts per trillion of PFOA and 0.02 parts per trillion of PFOS. They're, well, they're, the long name is like polyphenol, fluoroquinone, like, this is ridiculously long names. What those letters stand for? Not important. <laughs> it's long chemically names. Long chemical names that are basically the things that are damaging you. These are small chemicals that are left in trace amounts in your food. Think um, nonstick pans. Mm. That's the biggest source that people are aware of. Oh, okay. But then like reading this article, you find out, holy cow, it's in so many more things than even I thought. Yeah. Like I had thought, okay, you know, um, nonstick pants. All right, let's use cast iron instead, stainless steel, yada, yada. And then I did a video on um, like the flavored waters, like LaCroix, things like that. There's because there's PFAs in LaCroix and things like that. And there's a few brands that have been determined to be safer. I'm not sure now with these new guidelines if they fit in that part per trillion well, the, well that was the second half of this quote is the previous guidance had a maximum recommended amount of parts per trillion at 70 that is at a, 70 that's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a difference <laughs> and before and now it's at 0.004 and 0.02 let me say that again it was at 70 <laughs> Can you imagine that acceptable amount? That is actually insane. Like, that's the part where I saw it. I was like, mind blown right now. Like, yeah. Because we, I didn't know the full depth of this topic. And this is actually something I want to keep learning more about. But it's like something I've known I need to keep getting better at. Like, that's why. And one thing that was important to me was getting a good source of water when we moved down here. Mm, True. And so getting a Berkey filter, like, that is something that filters out a lot of this different stuff and including the PFOA and the PFOS because what basically what this article goes on to talk about is how the EPA didn't think this was as big of a problem. And then they started noticing the rates of kidney and liver problems increase fertility issues, increase diabetes, obesity, cancer, all being tied to this, finding this in people's systems that are going through these things. It is just insane like how much this affects your body. And we look at just the change of testosterone levels even over the last 20 years. It's insane. And what's scary is they're calling it forever chemicals because there's no known way to eliminate it from your system. Mm. That's the terrifying part. And it's not just in our pans, pots, carbonated beverages. It's also in our clothing. Oh, yeah, huh? It's just... It's, it's, you would be blown away by the amount of chemicals that are in things that shouldn't be Mm -hmm. such as, I mean, not to stray too far from the topic, 
but some like baby carriers have BPA in them. Some oh, of them yeah. have like, you know, the flame retardants in them. Mm-hmm. Well, it just goes back to, because the thing is, is talking about forever chemicals here, you have to reduce your exposure as much as possible. You're never going to get all of it out, but that's why making the switch of better hand soap, better cleaning supplies, better water, a better water filter, all these little changes have a huge impact down the line because these are things getting trapped in your system that right now we don't know how to get out. And your body, I'm sure, can naturally detox a little bit of them, mm-hmm. but it's not doing it efficiently enough. It, your body's not made to handle 70 parts per trillion. Yeah, and like I, I um, found the exact amounts of the waters I was talking about. So the recommendation for PFA is 0.004. Well, if we look at Topo Chico, which is a very popular sparkling water brand, 9.76 parts per trillion. Uh, another one, Perrier, 1.1 part per trillion. LaCroix, 1.16 parts per trillion. Oh, that hurts. I know. Well, here's some uh, better options that oh, I've seen. Um, these, well, they're better, but they're still actually not within that guideline. Oh, really? But this is kind of the risk you're taking with the carbonated beverages. At this point, it's kind of avoid them altogether or just pick the best option that you can. Mm-hmm. So Spindrift, I've seen those at Costco. Those are getting popular. Those are 0.19 parts per trillion. So that's still that's leagues better. drastically better than, uh, what is that, Topa Chico? Yeah. And then um, San Pellegrino is also a good one at 0.31 parts per trillion. And here's the best one, Mountain Valley had amounts that were undetectable. So, oh, wow. So Actually, I've had Mountain Valley before. That's yeah, so it's a good one. And um, the thing to remember is, so while there were no detectable levels, like the article states, even undetectable levels may not be safe. Mm. Well, I mean, looking at it here, 0. 0.004, like I'm sure that those tests, if they're looking at, Ranges of nine, they might not have even be calibrated to look at point zero zero four. Yeah. So there's probably still some very small amounts in there because in today's day and age, it's hard to get all of that completely out of there. But oh my goodness, could you imagine the night and day difference between those two? Oh yeah. Like that is even if you're just going down to the point zero zero four versus the nine point seven. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a huge difference. You can have a whole lifetime versus the worth of the green valley stuff green mountain <laughs> and still not reach one topa chica yeah because i mean i get it that nine parts per trillion seems like a very minuscule amount but there's still quite the difference between nine versus 0.004 well the thing is is it it really just comes down to look at all the things that are that's in the the cookware, your water, your drinks, the hand soaps, all these different things that you're using every single day. So while it's such a minuscule amount, it's just the fact that it's in everything. It's cumulative. Yeah. It's it's death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. You don't need to be perfectly toxin free. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, that you can get a little obsessive and, and you know, if you're trying to be 100% toxin free. But just try to reduce your exposure as much as possible. And the things that you use the most are the things that you should be switching. For example, yeah. 
my mascara that I had been using was not one of the cleanest mascaras. But I wear mascara every single day. I sometimes won't wear anything else. That's besides the point. But mascara I wear every single day, basically. So what I did was I found one that had 100% clean ingredients. So I feel much better putting that on my eyes, yeah. my eyes, <laughs> every single day, knowing that it's a clean product. Shout out to a Honest Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's really, I think, just starting with the biggest needle mover. So things like your water, your laundry detergent, because if you're getting chemicals on your body all all time, all yeah. the clothes you're wearing... You're not spending a whole lot of time in the nude nowadays. <laughs> it's a good idea. You're sleeping in your bed sheets. It's probably a good idea to invest in some good, some good quality laundry detergent. Yeah, especially- or sink stuff like all the just little things that you're touching all throughout the day. Like again, not to be obsessive about it, but yeah. just these little switches can go a long way, especially looking five, ten, twenty years down the line. Especially given that laundry detergents have. An abundance of different things. Oh, really? And one of the biggest one is actually fragrance. People don't realize how damaging fragrance is because fragrance is vague. Well, what makes up that fragrance? Yeah. Who knows? It can be a hundred different ingredients all in one. Well, that's what that's what gets tricky, especially when you look at the vague terms like fragrance, natural flavor, yeah. artificial flavor. There's no Any le- sort of blends on supplements. There's no legal requirement for them to tell you what is exactly in natural flavors, mm-hmm. artificial flavors, etc. So, yeah. So while like most of them are probably not doing a whole lot of damage to you, it's also a good thing to think about because we don't know what they are. <laughs> and the fact that they're not disclosing what they are. Oh, yeah. Red flag. Yeah. <laughs> Shady. It's <laughs> the reason I don't. I mean, you know, I indulge every once in a while, but there's a reason I stopped wearing perfume because I'm like, yeah. you know, I wore it every single day. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and then some people wear, so they got their scented body washes. They got their scented lotions. Mm-hmm. They got their scented hair products. They got their perfume. It's like all you think, oh, I don't use that many. And then all of a sudden I just named off what, four or five things. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it adds up and you don't realize. Yeah. Well, because you're getting hit from just so many different sides. So that's why, guys, like this is something that you're going to want to dive in deeper. And we actually really need to do a podcast on soon because this is now that I've seen this article, it's like, okay, that's a little bit of a wake up call. Like I knew this topic was big. Yeah. I realized it was like big, big. Open the floodgates. (laughs) For real. My goodness. Well, guys, I know you got some value from this. Like. That's the last article. That alone is like <laughs> our big red blinker that's like flashing right now. Neon sign. This is something that can have a huge impact. Of course, you're not going to see something tomorrow or the day after. But if your goals have great energy and just live and love the rest of your life. Live, laugh, love. Yes. <laughs> laugh, love. Oh goodness! <laughs> yeah, I've got. Let's go uh, put that on the wall. <laughs> yeah, goodness. But if you want to love the rest of your life and have that energy going forward, this is going to be something. A little investment now is going to go a long, long way later. True that. So, if you like it, share it. One person. So this show keeps growing. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here, and we'll talk to you next time. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.
In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.